You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I am NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us this week is NCBA's Senior Director of Government Affairs, Danielle Beck. Danielle, thanks for joining us again. Hey, Ed. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, we had a nice little Friday afternoon surprise last week. Um, USDA and FDA put out um, some pretty significant news on the whole fake meat issue. And I'm just going to read directly from their news release. Um, It said USDA and FDA should, quote unquote, jointly oversee the production of cell cultured food. Um, FDA would oversee cell collection, cell banks, and cell growth and differentiation. Um, A transition from FDA to USDA oversight will occur during the cell harvest stage. And then USDA will oversee the production and labeling of food products derived from the cells of livestock and poultry. So what does all this mean actually going forward um, when it comes to the regulation of this lab-grown sort of fake meat? Uh, At this point in time, it looks like the regulation or the regulatory framework, we have a lot more certainty than we did, you know, a week ago. Uh, What, if I'm reading between the lines, how I interpret that is that USDA still has primary jurisdiction over lab-grown products. FDA will be involved in the initial stages. They may make some safety determinations. But ultimately, everything that we've been fighting for in order to guarantee an even playing field, you know, that's USDA oversight, and that's what we're getting. Yeah, and it, it a lot of the headlines played or they used the same language in, in uh, the media coverage saying that it's joint, they're going to jointly oversee it as if it's like a 50-50 kind of like a, a custody thing with children, but it's not. I mean, if, if, you know, if you have the kids 11 out of 14 days, it's not exactly, you can call it joint, but really the, the important stuff that we've been uh, stressing over the past year uh, as far as the labeling you know, FDA basically sat on their hands for the past two decades when it came to uh, regulating the labeling of of non-milk products, fake milk products. So we wanted to make sure that USDA had control of that. And they will if this goes through, um, as well as on the food safety at the the end, the safety of the end product. So um, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. What is What's the status of this? This this is a news release that came out at 4.30 on a Friday afternoon. Where does the process, the regulatory process go from here um, in the executive branch? So uh, USDA and FDA extended their joint comment period. Uh, originally, it was supposed to close on November 26th. It's been extended by one month. Uh, so the comment period does close on December 26th instead. Uh, from there, both agencies will have to review all of the comments that they receive. Uh, they may choose to put out uh proposed rules for public comment, uh, and that may end up with a whole nother comment uh, process and rulemaking. Um, You know, at this point in time, it's still up in the air. I would say, though, that uh, hopefully within the next year, we've at least got the groundwork um, for a a framework to move forward and build out on. Okay. And then one thing to keep in mind as the comment period moves forward here is should USDA have a role to play in the cell collection process. But talk a little bit about that, about how um, these cells may be collected um, and what role USDA could play. And I guess, according to this news release, they wouldn't have a role under this proposal at this point, but the comment period is still open. You know, I think one thing that I took away from the joint public meeting was that we don't know what we don't know. And I sort of feel the same way about this press release. Uh, You know, there'll be some sort of transition from FDA to USDA oversight, um, and that occurs during the cell harvest stage. You know, 
one of the things that we've encouraged both agencies to think about is that you wouldn't ever want to collect cells from an animal that would be otherwise condemned from slaughter. And so having that FSIS veterinarian on site to ensure the health and welfare of that animal, uh, that's a really important component. And so, you know, we'll be submitting comments, encouraging FDA and USDA to think about some of these things, asking questions that they may not be thinking about. Um, But, you know, we're encouraging all of our members to continue submitting comments, even if this regulatory um, battle or turf war seems to have subsided. Because, you know, we want to maintain that even playing field. And it's important to recognize that that extends beyond just nomenclature and labeling. Um, You know, products that want to purport themselves to be meat, they want to compete for the same market share, uh, they should be held to the same set of food safety standards as well. And so with USDA uh, oversight of the production process, that means that there'll be continuous inspection and FSIS employees on site certifying that those products are safe and free of foodborne pathogens. Okay. And then one, I guess, loose end that's still out there is there was some appropriations language up on Capitol Hill. Congress is out of session this week for the for the holiday, but the lame duck will resume next week. Um, and they have to come to some sort of, uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> end of year um, funding decisions. And um, there was language kicking around, still is, I guess, up on the Hill that would uh, be a part of that appropriations process that would essentially say that USDA has has primary jurisdiction over this going forward. Um, where does that appropriations language stand um, in light of what came out of uh, USDA and FDA last Friday? Uh, you know, we would be happy to see uh, that language or a modified version of that language included in a year-end funding bill because ultimately having the certainty of the law will ensure uh you know, that both, you know, the real beef industry and the purveyors of lab-grown products uh, are guaranteed a degree of certainty that really only comes with uh, language that's been enacted into statute. Uh, when you work through the regulatory process, uh, there's always an opportunity for additional rulemakings, for rules to be withdrawn, for regulations to go away. What we see happen in one administration oftentimes gets overturned in the next. Uh, and so we still are fighting for the appropriations language to be maintained in that FY19 funding bill. Okay, Daniel Beck, thank you very much for joining us. Great work on this. This is a, a big step in the right direction for cattle producers. Thank you for having me, Ed. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. Check us out online at beefusa.org. And of course, follow us on Twitter at at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.